Lachey from The Muffin House in Westwood, Massachusetts. Hello, everybody. Tom Lydon with you with Bill May. And you give your title again, Bill. Yeah, I'm the business-to-business manager for Best Buy for New England. And you're a Westwood resident. I am. I've been in Westwood for uh, almost 22 years now. All right, let's start there. Yes. Take me back through the last two decades, what you've seen. Think about where we are now, where I we're know. sitting and how this has developed. You know, my wife and I talk about this all the time. It was so unbelievable. It, we just forget how fast. Like, this was literally a church, and next to us was CVS. And now I'm looking at the CVS, and there, there's all the apartment buildings, our condos going up here. It's just it's unreal how much we've grown, uh, but how how good of a job the town has done is still feeling like a small town i think what brought you here uh honestly my wife so when i uh, when i met my wife i lived in rosendale she was a westwood girl we were working in Dedham together she said i live in westwood i said where is westwood she goes that's the next town over i go no that's norwood and uh not knowing the area at all and then i came to find the area and we uh when we got married we moved here Okay, so I'd like to get a little bit of background, yeah. and but first things first, sure. what do you do? I think most people who listen and tune in have gotten yeah. to this point, which is just about a minute and a half yeah. in. What do you do? Yeah, That's so, what they want to know. Yeah, so what I do for Best Buy is I help uh, I help businesses uh, in a bunch of different uh, ways. We work with builders. We work with healthcare providers. We help companies that want to do promotional activity. So if you have your clients or customers uh, or uh, even your employees you want to take care of, we work on that side. Um, so basically what I'm able to do is help basically either business to business or business to customer. So I'm able to work through a ton of different channels to take care of kind of any type of business need any of our customers have. Which is interesting to me because yeah. that's not the first thing I think of when I think of Best Buy. I think Best yeah. Buy, I think, all right, I got to go get a TV or yes. I got to go get a computer. So how much do you have to fight through that general perception of a consumer that there's beyond the B2C relationship at Best Buy? Yeah, it's interesting. I was at a builder org last night doing an event, and literally every time I go to one of these events, the first question I get is, why is Best Buy here? Right? Like, you know, I, I bought my TV from you, but why are you here? And, and you're spot on. I think... You know, we understand that there is a ton of need in technology going forward, and our customers don't always have the easiest way to get there. And there's a ton of ways you have to navigate. What we're trying to do is we're trying to simplify it for the customer, we're trying to take you and say, you know, I'll give you an example. Hospitality is a category we do incredibly well with. They're, most of your larger um, hotel chains, as part of their contract, are required to refresh their TVs every three or five years. We do that work for them because we have 20,000 Geek Squad agents, right? So if, if you want to have something done, I can refresh a hotel for you in two days, where if you do it with your engineering team, it might take you two months. So I think just the size of what we have to offer and the scope can make it easier for a small business or even a medium or large business to take their stuff and get it done. All right, so we talked briefly about how you ended up in Westwood. Yeah. How did you end up at Best Buy? What's the career path to get you to where sure. you are today? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Boston, and like a lot of my friends, my, my career aspiration was to be a police officer. Uh, I went in the military. Uh, I got out with the intention of being a police officer. I started working at Circuit City when it opened over in Dedham. Uh, I started selling audio, and I wanted to sell car audio because I'm a car guy, and I fell in love with home audio. And fast forward about a decade later, Best Buy was opening this premium home theater segment called Magnolia. They recruited me to come over. I ran the first one in Framingham. And my dream job was to run that store. And about, uh, for about a decade, I got to run premium home theater for all of the Northeast for Best Buy. So it was kind of my dream job came true. I got to go to Cedia, which is this cool custom integration event that you can see all the stuff for multiple years and get to know all the folks in the industry. And I fell in love with it. But what I've always found in this industry is stuff changes really quickly. And if you're not staying in front of it, you become irrelevant, if I'm being honest with you. And my goal was to say, okay, what's the next big thing we're trying to do at Best Buy? And in all honesty, it was our business channel. This is a huge growth thing for us. So we were trying to find a way that I wanted to support the business. I wanted to, I love talking to people. I love working with customers. Um, so this was just a different avenue for me to go out and find a way to talk to different people that I haven't talked to before. 
because uh, I got to do my dream job for 15 years, and I'm hoping this is my new dream job, and I get to learn some new cool stuff. You just hit on a lot of things I want to ask you about. Number yeah. one, I'm not going to let the car comment slip. Sure. You're a car guy. Tell me about yeah. your a car aficionado. Where did that come from, and what's the passion play there? Yeah, so as a car, so I grew up in the car family. So my, my family uh, originally is from Brockton, my dad's side of the family. And my grandfather owned a junkyard. My uncle owned a car business. My cousin still does. We grew up around cars. That's that's what we did every day, and it was just a ton of fun. So growing up there, I always loved cars. Now, I came from, like, a, a GM family, a lot of Pontiac in my family. And then I disappointed everyone because I became a Ford guy. I'm a Mustang guy. Like, the I've Ford had a bunch guy. of them. Yeah, I they're great time cars. time in Detroit, man. You know, when you actually <laughs> meet the people yes. who work on the cars, you feel compelled like, I, well, of course I got to buy that car. You know, you live no, in no. the Motor City for a while, and you better not be driving around with a foreign vehicle. Uh, so I can understand where yep. you're coming from, that brand loyalty for me. Oh, yeah. It's been like 13 years now where I'm a Ford guy myself. Yeah, you know, and now as I've gotten older, I just like all cars. Like, I, I respect all the different – I am an American car guy, but I respect all the different brands out there. I love the guys that are into the imports because they're so cool in the scene. And understanding as I get a little older in this industry – or not industry, but in the hobby yeah. – that a lot of the guys in the hobby are so dead set on being muscle car guys that they kind of dismiss the younger guys in the hobby. And the younger guys are into the JDM stuff, the Japanese stuff, the German stuff. Like, if you don't embrace that, the hobby's going to die. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of how I've looked at everything. You know, I'm in, I'm in an industry that's changed so much over the years. If you don't embrace change, like, you're in trouble. And I, and I, I try to have the whole philosophy for my whole life because stuff's changing all the time. Like, you've got to be open to say, hey, like, you asked what's different in Westwood than it was 20 years ago. Kind of everything, right? But I think, like I said, they did it the right way where it still feels cool and, it, and it's awesome. But, you know, the thing with cars that I love still today is it's it's the same thing with the business piece. It's the thing I did with the home theater. It, it just invites conversation. Mm -hmm. I just, like I said, I love talking to people. So having the opportunity to sit down and talk to somebody and, and you just something you're passionate around. And look, the flip side of it is me getting to be in the car culture means my wife doesn't have to listen to it anymore at home because she gets to have someone else that'll hear me talk about it all day and they're happy to have that conversation with me and she gets to she gets a break from it so um you talked about the things changing yeah and i wanted to pick your brain a little bit about the fact that all right i've got this unbelievable wired Bose system sure. from the mid-2000s, yeah. right? Like Great 2005, system. 2005, Is Amazing it really? sound quality. Right, Absolutely. So what yeah. do you do in 2023 sure. when you're sitting on that and you're like, wow, this thing cost a lot of money so it many did. years ago, yep. but it seems relevant now. You deal with that every single day. What happens? What does a yeah. person do when they have equipment that was at one point cream of the crop and now is like outdated? So here's the cool thing with that. When you think about technology, especially audio, audio is probably the longest lasting technology. Like I have customers that I sold speakers to 25 years ago that still use those speakers and they still work great. The, the reality is we have to upgrade the electronics, but the speakers themselves can last for decades, which is really cool. Now with audio, again, what you're talking about is your system right now maybe doesn't integrate with like your streaming service, right? So you can't go in and just listen to whatever your Spotify, if you're using Spotify, right? Um, but the reality is we can, there are things we can add into that. We can add pieces from Sonos, right? That allow you to use your old gear for another 10 or 15 years if you want to. So that's, I think, one of the coolest things is there's so much technology that ties into the old technology that can keep it relevant. The only category I will tell you that that's really tough for that is like televisions. Once we get to a certain uh, piece on TVs, especially the ones that are 
free digital, like any of the analog TVs, you can buy a box, but it, it doesn't really do much for you anymore. Like that's the only piece of technology I think that you're you're stuck with. But almost anything else, we can upgrade or find a way to make it relevant to today's specs, which is so cool for the consumer. I need to have more friends like you who can guide me down the right <laughs> path. And getting to know you over the last couple of months, yeah. one of the things that popped out to me was that you're a big bicyclist. Like you yes. enjoy riding around Westwood. I, I do. I, I did 100 miles last year. Yes. I was trying to do 200 <laughs> in 2023. Yes. Generally, how many did you do last year, you think? Miles for the year? Sure. Uh, 8,000. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know every single road in this town and beyond. No. What I, in all honesty, I, I find a path that I like. And so my, my, most of my rides end up taking me in kind of a loop. So I'll tend to go up Gay Street, I'll go down 109, I'll go down by Bubble and Brook, and then I'll come back down around through Nowitz. So I do about a 12 or 13 mile loop pretty regularly. Um, but what I do love is to get over to like Adams Farm and mountain bike a little bit, or mountain bike over at Blue Hills. So I know those trails very well. I know Adams Farm's trails very well. Um, you know, but for me, a lot of the rides either take me through Dedham and Needham, a lot of Westwood, a lot of Norwood. Um, but I tend to stay. So here's my one issue I have with road biking. Uh, I have been a magnet for potholes, and I probably had, uh, I probably had in 2021, I probably had seven flat tires no. in a year. So you know, there's nothing worse, especially if you don't have a tube with you when you're three or four miles away and no one's around. And you got to walk your bike back home, and I've had to do that a couple of times. So my goal is always to stay within like 10 miles of the house. So if something does happen, worst case scenario, I'm walking two hours with the bike instead of being 50 miles away. Now. Not that I don't ever do that. I have driven, and this makes my wife a little nervous, but I have ridden on 138 down to like Bridgewater and Taunton where I have some family, or I will ride on Route 9 in Framingham if I'm going up to my office a little bit. I try to stay off of it as much as I can, but I'll get onto some of the major roads. And uh, Did, uh, did yeah, you just yeah. say you ride your bike to Taunton? <laughs> I have ridden my bike down to that area before, yes. That is insane. Yeah. Insane. All right, wrap it up this way. Yeah. Your ask. People who yeah. have made it this far. Yes. What, what, how can they help you? Well... I really want to focus on how I can help them, in all honesty. I think, you know, this. what I talked to a lot of people about yeah, uh, the other day, and this business thing being new for me, in my role previously was all about how can I take care of the customer. And I found in the business-to-business space, we're all trying to find ways, like, how do we how do we make money in what we're doing? And it's always important for this. But my goal is, like, how do I, how do I find a solution for somebody? I have so much respect for people like you that own a small business uh, because you've taken that that plunge. You've taken the chance to say, I'm going I'm to make my own livelihood. I'm going to make my own way. Uh, one of the things I'm really passionate around is obviously being a, a soldier before being a veteran. I'm very passionate around the American dream. I think it's so cool that anybody can really go out and, and kind of fly their flag and be, be successful in what they do. My goal on the whole thing is how can I make that easier for you? That really is all that matters to me because at the end of the day, if I do that well, the money will come like that. And I, I try to help people understand that all the time. It's if, if we do the right thing for people, do the right thing. Yeah. And then, and then the money comes Simple. in later on. Yeah. But I think sometimes we get lost because you know, we have a couple of tough months or everybody at the business has a couple of tough months and you start to feel the pressure a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think we all fall into that. So my only goal is to say, if I can help you in any way, let me know. I, I'm happy to do it. And, you know, and I have a ton of expertise and I have a ton of great people that work with me that can help you. And that's all I want to be able to do at the end for people. And how do they get you? How do they find you? Numbers? Yeah. So the emails. easiest thing, yes. Yeah, so the easiest <laughs> thing would be to email me at william.may at bestbuy.com. And may, just like the month, M-A-Y at bestbuy.com. Or you're welcome to give me a call at my, my work number is 339-205-4632. Uh, I joke all the time, but I tell people you're welcome to call me if, after 7 in the morning. 
and up until about 10 o'clock at night. After that, I just ask you, give me those couple hours, I'm good. But from 7 to 11, uh, seven to 10, I'm pretty open, and I'll answer my phone or get back to you as soon as I possibly can. I am not riding to Taunton <laughs> with you, but I look forward to a bike ride, and you can show me your preferred path, and we will avoid the potholes together. And you also yes. set up the next episode that the two of us can talk about because I'm enthralled and intrigued by your military service, and we'll talk about that next time. Absolutely. Thank uh, you. Bill May from Best Buy. Give him a call. Give him an email. He's here for you. Thanks.